Coming up next on the Passion Struck Podcast. Try things. If you're asking somebody, the worst thing they can do is say no. And I guarantee you, if you keep trying and trying, you will get a yes. For example, when I was trying to publish my book, I got so many rejection letters, but then I finally got a yes. So just keep trying and it will happen for you eventually. Welcome to Passion Struck. Hi, I'm your host, John R. Miles. And on the show, we decipher the secrets, tips, and guidance of the world's most inspiring people and turn their wisdom into practical advice for you and those around you. Our mission is to help you unlock the power of intentionality so that you can become the best version of yourself. If you're new to the show, I offer advice and answer listener questions on Fridays. We have long form interviews the rest of the week with guests ranging from astronauts to authors, CEOs, creators, innovators, scientists, military leaders, visionaries, and athletes. Now, let's go out there and become passion struck. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this special bonus interview of passion struck. And thank you to each and every one of you who comes back weekly to listen and learn to live better, be better and impact the world. And in case you missed it, my interview this week featured Rob Greenlee, who is a podcast pioneer, was actually indoctrinated into the Podcast Hall of Fame and is the current chairperson of the Podcast Academy. Rob and I discuss his thoughts on the evolution of podcasting and where he thinks the industry is going. And if you missed my solo episode, it was on how do you maintain a balanced lifestyle? Please go check both of them out. If you love these episodes, please consider giving them a five-star review and sharing them with your friends or family members. Today's episode is special because it features the youngest guest we have ever had on the podcast. Kate Gilman-Williams is a 12-year-old animal advocate, author, and founder of Kids Can Save Animals and Club 15. She launched Kids Can Save Animals to connect her generation with world-renowned conservation organizations, technologists, policymakers, and global leaders who work to save wildlife and wild spaces. Through her passion for wildlife conservation and penchant for education, Kate is focused on teaching and inspiring kids and teens on how to take action and become part of the global solution and the benefits of helping animals, proving that advocacy has no age limit. Kate has garnered support and official endorsements from celebrity activists and conservation icons, including Deborah Messing, Ellen Pompeo, Chelsea Clinton, Ryan Seacrest, and Dr. Jane Goodall. And today we discuss how she became interested in wildlife conservation through a safari adventure she went on when she was eight years old. How Through that safari experience, it led to her publishing her first book, the importance of mentors along her journey and her advice to finding a mentor. We discuss how she was able to recruit sponsors to help support her business and podcast and also her favorite guests on the podcast. Kate goes into some of the most endangered animals and why they need to be protected. And we discuss why anyone, regardless of their age, can be an advocate for something that they are passionate about and how young people can be be leaders in their community. Thank you for choosing Passion Struck and choosing me to be your host and guide on your journey to creating an intentional life. Now, let that journey begin. I am very excited to welcome 
today's guest, the youngest one we've ever had on the podcast, Kate Gilman-Williams. Welcome, Kate. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Well, when your PR agency reached out to me, I was a little bit shocked because I've never interviewed someone who isn't an adult. When I heard your story, you remind me so much of my daughter, Olivia. She volunteered at uh, Boyd Hill Nature Center, which we have here in St. Petersburg, Florida, and they have a huge bird sanctuary where she took care of screech owls, um, as well as some wild chickens and other things that they had, but was a huge advocate for uh, wildlife preservation. So I thought uh, I would just give the audience that backdrop because knowing my daughter's passion for it, I kind of wanted to understand how you developed a passion for it. Yes. So I first fell in love with animals when I was seven years old and I went on my first ever safari and I met my game driver named Michelle and she taught me everything I know about animals. And she also told me that humans are killing animals and I wanted to do something to help. So I ended up writing a book called Let's Go on Safari. It's now available globally and all sales support incredible organizations. But yeah, I started my love when I was seven years old and now I'm 12. Well, I was pretty amazed that one of the publishers I wish would publish my book, Penguin, <laughs> actually found your book. And uh, I think you have got to be one of the youngest authors they've probably ever signed up. Yes, I'm actually the youngest author in history to have two publishing contracts because my first publisher was a small publisher that focused on kids and animals. And after it had been published, Penguin Random House reached out to me and then they ended up publishing it globally. And who was your target audience for the book? Um, I would say it definitely goes to different ages because since definitely since I started around when I was seven years old, maybe starting there and going up probably until high school. Well, I have never been on a safari, uh, but my mom for over 20 years was the head of uh, events for the Tennessee Aquarium. And she used to get to go on these great adventures because she would take um, members of the aquarium with her. And so she's been on a number of safaris herself. But what was some of the most amazing things that you remembered from that safari? Probably seeing a cheetah. Cheetahs are actually one of my favorite animals. One of the reasons why I put them on the front cover of my book. There are only 7,100 of them and left in the wild. So it's really important that we keep monitoring them and taking care of them. But one of my greatest memories is in Africa, it was I had never seen a cheetah before and I really wanted to see one. And Michelle had tracked one down and we were going to see it and I didn't know where we were going. She just said that we had a surprise. And then we got there and there was this incredible mom cheetah chirping for her cubs. And it was just an incredible sight because I had never seen a cheetah out in the wild in its natural habitat. And it was insane. And it was something I'm never gonna forget. Oh, that's really cool. Did you get to see any lions or tigers while you were there? Yes. So we saw lots of different lions and a few leopards. Those are the other big cats that live in Africa. So yes. Okay. Well, that's great. Well, I have heard you are very passionate about elephants. 
And I was lucky at one point uh, when I was visiting India that I got to ride uh, an elephant a few times. And there's just such a majestic uh, animal. And it's so sad to, to hear what's happened to them uh, unnecessarily. And I know this is a big area of concern for you. So I thought maybe you could educate the audience uh, about why. Yes, so elephants are definitely one of my favorite animals. Every 15 minutes, an elephant is killed for its tusks. And that's something I'm really working with with my new partnership, Born Free USA. We're trying to get these elephants out of different zoos because they may look like they're in a happy place, but they're really not. You know, they're behind iron bars. And it's important that we know where we're going in zoos or and something that I definitely believe is like, don't ride an elephant, don't swim with a dolphin. You know, b before you go to a zoo, make sure it's a place that they don't harm their animals. So that's something I've been working on that definitely includes elephants. But another project that I've done is called Club 15, named so because every 15 minutes an elephant is killed for its tusks. It's a podcast where I talk to different scientists and experts about what they're doing to save wildlife and wild spaces and how we can join them. Yeah, well, that's great. What are some of your favorite episodes and people who've been on that podcast? Um, I'd say my favorite technologist that has ever been on Club 15 is Fatima Hamdani. She builds drones that go longer and faster and higher than any drones ever before. And she uses them to monitor vast areas in Africa where poaching occurs. And I would say my favorite animal advocate that I've interviewed is Virginia McKenna. She's the founder of the Born Free Foundation. She is 91 years old, I think, and has been doing this her whole entire life. And she is really inspiring. Well, I have another good story you would probably like. A couple of weeks ago, I had a friend on my podcast. Um, his name is Rear Admiral Tim Gallaudet. And he was the administrator for an organization called NOAA, which monitors fish and wildlife across the United States. And while he was the administrator, he actually put two programs uh, into place to monitor the way people were fishing in U.S. waters and to make sure that they were doing it properly. And in one, uh, they use drone submersibles, and in another, they use drone technology um, to do it. And, and this drone technology has actually benefited um, fishermen who at first thought it was going to be a deterrent but they were able to see um, where um, fish were less dense and where they were overpopulated. And so they were able to more, um, I guess, more correctly tell the fishermen where they should go so they weren't poaching um, fish that could potentially be in decline. So I found that very interesting. Yeah, that's really cool. That's definitely something we're really trying to do with Club 15 is showing that you know technology can save animals and you can really in the club 15 you can go and learn how to code you can go and make a little camera and learn how they work because right now cameras are really saving animals by getting to see the land and stopping poachers before they get to the animal so that's really cool and it's great how technology can be helping us out with things like that well as i was researching you i couldn't believe that almost every single podcast you're on is an entrepreneur podcast. 
because in many ways, that's exactly what you are. Um, and you're running multiple businesses from the podcast to uh, being an author of now multiple books to this new song that you just produced that I know you wanted to talk about. Yes. So I'll talk a little bit about the song. It's called Kids Can Save Animals. Anytime someone downloads the song, 15% goes directly to Rewild, where Leonardo DiCaprio is the founding board member. And Jen Hartman Luck, she wrote this song. She's the main singer. She wrote it about my conservation journey. And we recently performed it at South by Southwest here in Austin. And we showed a little clip of the music video. And that was when the music video hadn't been finished, but now it is finished. And you can go watch it on YouTube. It's really cool. We have lots of different kids involved with it. And it's a really great song that saves animals. And I really encourage anyone listening this to go and download it. Yeah, and is your voice one of the voices who's singing? Yes, so I'm one of the background singers, and also I have a little part where I'm just talking and saying animal facts. Every 15 minutes, an elephant is killed for its tusks. Every eight hours, a rhino is killed for its horn. Facts like that that are talking about animals. In it. Get ready to supercharge your hiring experience with Indeed, our fantastic partner, we at PassionStruck are all about seeking smarter, more efficient ways to do things, and Indeed perfectly aligns with this philosophy when it comes to hiring. It's more than just a job site. It's a comprehensive platform that revolutionizes the way you find the perfect candidates. With its powerful matching engine and over 350 million global monthly visitors, Indeed streamlines the hiring process, bringing top talent straight to you. No more sifting through endless unqualified resumes. Indeed does the heavy lifting just for you. And what I love about Indeed is its ability to centralize all your hiring activities from scheduling interviews and screening applicants to messaging candidates. It's all in one place. During my career, I've hired thousands of employees and I only wish I had Indeed's efficiency and speed back then. And here's a fact that absolutely blows my mind. 93% of employers, according to a recent survey, say Indeed delivers the best quality matches over other job sites. That's quality and speed hand in hand. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash passionstruck. Just go to indeed.com slash passionstruck right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash passionstruck. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I know all those discount codes are difficult to remember, so we put them all at passionstruck.com slash deals. Now, back to Passion Struck. That is really cool. And I got to listen to it and encourage the audience to download it and take a listen to it, especially since it's supporting such a great cause. I'm a, a bit envious of you. When I lived in Austin, one of the employers I worked for was Dell. And while at Dell, I got to meet a lot of Microsoft executives. But I understand you did something that I never dreamed of. I would be able to do, which is to get sponsored by Microsoft. Yes. So I worked with Project 15 for Microsoft. I directly worked with Sarah Mastin. She's the one who helped me all the way through Club 15. She's such an incredible person. She happens to work at Microsoft and she's finding incredible ways that technology can save animals. She's one of the people that I interviewed on Club 15. I think she was the first ever person I interviewed. So you can definitely check out that video. 
But yeah, it was really cool. I actually met her on a televised program where we were fundraising for Rangers. And I saw her talking about what she's doing. And I just thought that was incredible. So I reached out to her on Instagram and I wanted to meet up with her, talk a little bit more about what we were doing. And then we ended up creating Club 15 together. Well, that is really incredible. And are they still um, helping you to, to put that on? Yes, definitely. I think she helped me really along when I was first getting started, just teaching me the ropes. But now I'm kind of doing it more on my own. But she definitely helped me find lots of different guests. And if I ever need anything, she's always there. And she definitely helps with lots of the technology aspect of it. Because right now, we're trying to make another kind of version of Club 15 that focuses on oceans because right now it's all biodiversity. And I want to have another option for something kids can do to get involved. Okay. And are you also involved in climate change? I'm definitely mostly involved in saving animals. That's kind of what I'm doing. My organization's Kids Can Save Animals. But I definitely do know that's a problem and, you know, something I would love to look into one day. And, you know, right now I'm taking the step to oceans and maybe one day I can get involved with climate change. We will be right back to our episode with Kate Gilman-Williams. I would like to emphasize that this podcast is part of my hope and desire to bring zero cost information to the general public regarding how do you create an intentional life. In keeping with that theme, I would like to thank today's sponsors of this episode. Today's episode is sponsored by Trade Coffee. I just finished a cup of their Panther Coffee, which comes from Guatemala. And I love how it tastes of chocolate, black cherry, gala apples, and is so sweet and creamy. I love how they have a quiz that matches your taste profile with freshly roasted beans from 60 of the country's best craft roasters. Trade Coffee really does a fantastic job of bringing the freshest and best tasting coffee that was actually taste tested against thousands of coffees to provide you with the perfect cup of coffee that's matched perfectly to your taste. In fact, Trade has delivered over 5 million bags of coffee with more than 750,000 positive reviews. And for our listeners right now, Trade is offering our customers $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash passionstruck. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash passionstruck and let trade find a coffee that you will love. That's drinktrade.com slash passionstruck for $30 off. Please consider supporting those who support this show and make it possible and free for our listeners. And I know these links can be difficult to remember, so we put them in one convenient place at passionstruck.com slash deals. Now, back to our episode with Kate Gilman-Williams. I think they all kind of intertwine together because this world we live in, the animals live here too. So we have to take care of it for their benefit as well as ours, as you probably well know. In the audience, we have other listeners who are podcast hosts themselves. And now you're an experienced podcaster. What are some of the biggest lessons learned that you've experienced from hosting a podcast? Yeah, it was definitely kind of hard. I never actually interviewed someone else before and it's really a cool experience and it was really fun getting to learn about all these people because they're doing such incredible things 
And, you know, if anyone wants to start a podcast, I think you definitely should. It's a really cool way. You can reach people now. They can listen to them wherever they're going. And I just say go for it. And you can definitely do anything if you try hard enough. Well, yes, I could definitely say that is true. What, what did you think was the hardest thing about doing the podcast? Was it just learning how to interview people or were there other things that you didn't expect as you got into it? I would say probably just the interview process in having it flow and just having, you know, what questions am I going to ask next and just making a good solid conversation with the person and just hooking the audience. A big portion of our podcast is to teach people how they can make a difference both in their lives, but in the lives of others. So how can anyone make a difference and be an advocate for something that they're passionate about? So definitely you can go to my website, kidscansaveanimals.com, where you can find all the different projects that I've been talking about. But also you can pick your favorite animal, learn as much as you possibly can about it, and just educate your family and friends on it. And a few organizations that you want to check out is the Sheldrick Wildlife Trust. They're taking care of baby elephants when their moms have been killed by poachers. You can adopt a baby elephant from there. Check out the Jane Goodall Institute and Rewild. Those three organizations are the organizations that my book supports. All sales go to them. And Rewild is also where the song supports. It's a really cool organization with scientists all over the world that are doing incredible things. Okay. Uh, well, what if someone your age was like really interested in space or really interest, interested in beach preservation and conservation or something else? Do you have any advice to them about how to pursue that passion? Definitely. It's kind of the same if you want to get started in anything. I would say find a mentor. I have many mentors such as Jen Hartman Luck, Sarah Mastin, and lots of different people that I've met along the way. And if you find a mentor, they can definitely help you and just kind of give you the guidelines and how you want to pursue what you're trying to do. Yes. And what are some of the biggest pieces of advice that you were given that you have used and have helped you on this journey? Just to always remember that advocacy has no age limit. It doesn't matter how old you are, you can always make a difference because this planet is in our hands and we need to do things now to change it. Okay. So, I mean, I think that's a good point. You don't have to be an adult to be a leader. So how can kids become leaders in their community? There are lots of things kids can do. One of the big things we can do is drive tourism money. For example, if your parents wake up one day and say, hey, we're going to go swim with a dolphin, you can say no. And anyone listening to this, if you've done this, it is 100% okay because I did this when I was a little kid. But it's important now that we're older and we know that it's something that we don't want to do. We don't want to give our money to places where you can ride animals or swim with animals and just to make sure that we're not giving them our donation. Yeah, here where I live um, in the Tampa Bay area of Florida, uh, we have manatees, which are also on the endangered list. So, you know, some of the things that we have in this area is you're, you're not permitted to swim or, or touch a manatee, and they have um, slower zones for boating, um, so people don't run over them because they tend to just sit there at the surface. So 
I know they're trying to do a lot to protect them here in Florida where I'm at. Well, I think those are some great tips that you had. So can you talk about how you believe the younger generation is making a difference and why you think this is going to continue? Yes. So it's very urgent that all kids get involved because in 10 years, we could lose all elephants from our planet. And if we don't take action now, we will lose elephants. We will lose these critical species to our planet. And it's simply just urgent that we need to take action now, or it's just going to be too late. And there are so many things you can get involved with. I know Africa's on the other side of the world, but it's still our planet and we still need to take care of it and just get involved, take the first step. Well, I mean, I think a great example of that is you can look at the American Eagle and for a while it was on the endangered list. In fact, they thought it was going to go extinct. And now, you know, they have grown because of conservation uh, um, back to not being an endangered species. But you've got pandas and lots of other animals that are endangered. Can you talk about some of the other ones? Yeah. One great example is there are only two northern white rhinos left on the planet. I've actually seen these two rhinos in Africa once before, but it's really sad to think that those numbers have gone all the way to two. And there are so many other animals that are just like this, and we need to protect them so any of these other species, it doesn't happen to them. Yeah, so if you're a middle schooler like you are, or maybe even a high schooler, and you want to get your school more involved in this or kids to support it. Do you have any suggestions for how, you know, maybe a parent who's listening or, you know, someone younger who may may be listening could potentially use their school to aid? Definitely. I have multiple things that you can do to get involved with your school. One is get involved with Born for USA. It's an incredible organization. Just learn a little bit about them and give them some of your attention. And another thing, a different project that I did a while ago at my school is called Quarters for Koalas. This actually wasn't for Africa. This was for Australia when the fires broke out and one billion animals died. And I had everyone in my school collect quarters and we ended up raising over $4,400 for the Adelaide Koala Rescue, where they're rescuing koalas that were burned from the fires. And this is a campaign you can go and download on my website, kidscansaveanimals.com. You can get that presentation and give it to your school and raise as much money as you can. Okay, well, I know one thing that we're all concerned about is time and having enough time to pursue different things. And you know, here you are a full-time student. And on top of that, you figure out how to put on a podcast and run multiple businesses. How, how do you do that? And what's your advice on time management? If, you know, someone, especially a kid who's listening to this is thinking, how, how would I possibly fit this in? I've got schoolwork and everything else. It's definitely hard to fit everything in. I mean, I go to school for eight hours a day and I always just try to focus on my school first. I have to get all my homework done, but then this stuff is equally as important to me because something that I'm really passionate about. So I always make sure I'm up to date on everything and I know what's going on for my whole week and have it all laid out. So I don't fall behind on anything. Well, I think that's some great advice, especially to put school first. I'm sure it can be difficult to do at times when 
you have so much passion around wanting to move what you're doing forward and getting more people involved. Yeah, um, and but I mean, if it's something you're really passionate about, I'm sure you can find time for it because if it's something really important to you, you can definitely get it done. Yeah, and what would your advice be to someone your age who might be thinking, man, she got so lucky. She met these people from Microsoft. She's met these other people like, and they're afraid to reach out to people. Um, what would your advice be to them on how to attract support from adult mentors? Just try things. If you're asking somebody, the worst thing they can do is say no. And I guarantee you, if you keep trying and trying, you will get a yes. For example, when I was trying to publish my book, I got so many rejection letters, but then I finally got a yes. So just keep trying and it will happen for you eventually. Well, I can uh, relate to you there very well. I think I sent my book proposal out to maybe a hundred different agents and publishers, and it is not easy whether you're an adult or a child to get published. So, (laughs) So I think you are speaking to the choir when it comes to the difficulties right now of understanding what publishers want. Um, Have they approached you about writing another book? No, writing another book, I haven't been that much involved with yet because I really want to focus more on Club 15 right now. I've done lots of things with animals and I really want to get started in saving oceans because that's something really, really important. I have a few people I already have lined up to interview, and that's definitely something that I want to get going. So if there was anyone in the world that you could interview and have on your podcast, who would it be and why? Probably Greta Thunberg. I think what she's doing is incredible, and lots of people know her, and it's just so cool what she's doing with climate change. And I haven't interviewed, I don't think I've interviewed anybody that's really focused on climate change. And I think it would be really cool to learn more about her and have her on my podcast. It just shows you when you're ignited with passion, how far it can take you. So I think she's a great example. She's a great role model. Yes, for now, so many millions of kids everywhere. And look at the world attention that she's been able to to bring through her activities. So I wish you luck in, in getting her on. I have tried to get her on my podcast as well. And I know she's busy, but um, I have a suspicion <laughs> that you might have a better chance than I do. <laughs> so I did want to ask you, you live in the great city of Austin, tons of people are now moving there. Um, what are some of your favorite things about Austin? I think it's a really great location. I've met so many cool people here. I actually met Jen here. She worked at the Paramount, which is a place where I used to do acting when I was a little kid. Acting is actually something that I'm also passionate about and I like doing in my free time while I'm not focusing on animals and school. And I've just met lots of cool people here like her, And I never would have gotten started with the song if I hadn't met her. You never know in Austin who you're going to run into. When we lived in Austin, went to a church called uh, Riverbend, which is right down 360. And one day we saw this family of four, a couple rows in front of us. It's so surprising to see Matthew McConaughey at church. And he was there with his two kids. And for the next 
12 months to 18 months, he would come every single week, sit two rows in front of us. And then afterwards, he would take his kids out and play. And they'd play with my kids and others on the jungle gym, shooting baskets, everything else. Um, And through him, I got to meet Sander Bullock, who was there, and many other stars that he would bring with them. And my kids loved it because it um, really gave them a feeling that um, being part of that community was cool. And it gave me a much different opinion of him um, because all you see is the movies. You don't see the real person behind it. So I think, yeah, so you never know. You could have a Matthew (laughs) McConaughey sighting. His kids are not uh, too much different in age than you. Yes. Well, I have really enjoyed having you on the podcast and um, appreciate everything that you're doing and how passionate you are about it. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed that interview with Kate, and it's so obvious how much passion that she has for wildlife and doing her part to educate kids and teenagers about how they can play a bigger role in helping save not only animals, but our entire planet. And if you're new to the show or you would like to introduce this to a friend or family member, we now have episode starter packs, both on Spotify and on our website. These are collections of your favorite episodes organized by topic, which gives any new listener a great way to get acquainted to everything that we do here on the show. Just go to passionstruck.com slash starter packs to get started. And if you'd like for me to interview a specific guest, either like Rob Greenlee or Kate Gilman-Williams, please reach out to us on LinkedIn at John Miles or on Instagram at John R. Miles. And if there's a topic that you would like to hear me discuss during one of my Momentum Friday solo episodes, you can reach out to us at Momentum Friday at passionstruck.com. Please choose a unique subject for your email and give us a concise statement of a question that you might have, something that might be keeping you up at night, or just a topic that you're interested in hearing me discuss. Thank you again for joining our show. Now go out there and live life passion struck. Thank you so much for joining us. The purpose of our show is to make passion go viral. And we do that by sharing with you the knowledge and skills that you need to unlock your hidden potential. If you want to hear more, please subscribe to the Passion Struck podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts at. And if you absolutely love this episode, we'd appreciate a five-star rating on iTunes and you sharing it with three of your most growth-minded friends so they can post it as well to their social accounts and help us grow our Passion Struck community. If you'd like to learn more about the show and our mission, you can go to passionstruck.com where you can sign up for our, our newsletter, look at our tools, and also download the show notes for today's episode. Additionally, you can listen to us every Tuesday and Friday for even more inspiring content. And remember, make a choice, work hard, and step into your sharp edges. Thank you again for joining us. 